It's the My Michelle Live podcast. Looking for the God story and news of the day. My Michelle Live news and views. Here's Michelle. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us and looking into the news and the issues of the day. We're in every news story, every news item, every issue. We dig a little deeper and we see if we can find the God story. If there's a God, what's he doing in all of this? And maybe more importantly for you, what does he expect of you? What's his plan for you? So we're going to get into some of that today with some of the big headlines. And I will introduce to you our guest in just a moment. But first, uh, we're going to be taking on Ukrainian issues today. Russia has this new Satan missile. And they are doing some test fueling, some fueling tests on it. And it looks pretty ominous. It is a missile that is an intercontinental ballistic missile. In fact, you might have seen this story where there are Russian newscasters joking and giggling uncontrollably about sending that to New York City. Watch this. Ha-ha, send it to New York. Bomb New York. Oh, my goodness, really? I'm sorry. New York may not be my favorite town, but really, I don't think that's a big joke. But as we're looking at what's happening in the Ukraine, and we're going to get an inside look from a gentleman who is the president of a ministry that has been doing work in Eastern Europe in the Ukrainian area for some time, for over 60 years, if I have my numbers. They were on the verge of uh, their spring fundraiser, raising uh, money and getting 8,000 Bibles to people in in the Ukraine. That's outstanding. And then all hell breaks loose. So this is where I am incredibly excited about people who are trying to do good work. You're spreading God's word, and then you realize there's a humanitarian issue here. So you switch your vision a little bit and you meet physical needs as well as spiritual needs. Dirk Smith is with me and my guest, Dirk, thanks for being with us today. Michelle, good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Wow. What crazy news stories in Russia. It's already been reported that World War III has started and for the people in the Ukraine, it, it might as well be. If you don't mind, just to set the stage for many of us here who seem so far removed and may not know a lot of what's going on, I'd like to show some video uh, and it is very disturbing. So um, just a, a warning, if you have kids with you, this is pretty disturbing. And then we're going to get some of your insights and what's being done over there. Let's watch this. Ukrainian troops were moving back into Irpin and this is why it's people left. Journalists tried to help the casualties. A family, mother, father and two children were killed by another shell. This was inside the town, Russia's target as it tries to revive its offensive. The civilians are getting out over what's left of a bridge that was blown to slow down the Russians if they take Opin. Civilians are supposed to be protected by the laws of war. Russian shells were very close. 
And that's just a bit of what people are living through over there. Dirk, what are you hearing from those who are in the fray and have been there in ministry for some time? Yeah, Michelle, it's horrifying. It is unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime, that's for sure. And it, it's truly, it's truly uh, good versus evil. And what's happening is the, the atrocities and the war crimes are just mounting. And uh, right. you showed some footage there of Irpin. Bucha was dealt with earlier and, and our office. So we have a we have an office that works out of Ukraine that's in just outside of Kiev. And Bucha was just six miles from our office. We successfully got our four people out of there and got them to Vienna. But it's absolutely horrifying. People are trying to leave. Over 5 million people have left already. And that's a big number of 44 million people in a country who are trying to get out. And they're being targeted. And there's just no reason. It's truly Stalin and Hitler-like in what we're seeing. It's absolutely horrifying. It's as though, as it's being reported, Putin's writing his own laws of war, his own rules. And the civilians, you know, war is war. Uh, politics is politics. But when it starts targeting and affecting the everyday people and you see the bodies of an entire family strung across the street, this puts it into perspective. And your ministry, EEM, has been uh, serving that region for over 60 years, correct? Yes, yes, we've... Yeah, we started back in 61 as Bible smugglers. We there was It was started by seven couples who were in their 20s, and uh, they decided to go to Vienna, enroll in university there for the sole purpose of being able to go behind the Iron Curtain, as it was called at the time, and teach people about Jesus. But when they got there and got behind the, the Iron Curtain, they realized this is an impossible task because nobody has Bibles in their language. How do we teach people about Jesus when they don't have a Bible in their language? So... One of the original couples, uh, the the husband, really I credit with being the entrepreneur for Jesus. His name is Gwen Hensley, and he came back and said, we've got to change what we do. We've got to provide Bibles for people in their language. So the ministry really turned on its head at that time. And so since then, we've, we now publish, print, and distribute Bibles in distribute into 32 different countries and uh, do it in 23 different languages, all free of charge. But the Ukraine is definitely one of our key countries, but we also are in Russia. That's the thing. It's the Russians really don't want this. I know you showed the newscast, mm -hmm. of, which is just, it's unconscionable people that are joking about things like that. Mm -hmm. And if they really knew what their nation was already doing, which unfortunately a lot of them don't because uh, and that's the news a media big, is being blocked. See, and that's a really big and very important point for us. Mm -hmm. to realize that's the extreme of where we have been heading. When the news is so disconnected, the media is so disconnected from the everyday people, when the media right. is so controlled and honestly uh, don't maybe not even realize how controlled they are or how biased they are. There was a, a, a recent news story of a freshman at a university who was holding the president of CNN accountable because they were talking about how biased Fox News is. And that very well may be true, but the young man was citing instance after instance uh, of CNN being very biased and shutting down certain 
certain news stories and he was aghast. You don't realize how hard we work and you don't realize what good people we are. And you don't, what that showed to me is he didn't realize just how blinded we can all get. And as we bring this to the God story, Dirk, that really is what happens. It's not just news, but we're blinded. It's as though we have the eyes of our understanding haven't been open to who God really is. So we go along believing a lie, whatever that lie may be. And then we see the devastation that the wages of sin is death. Yeah. Yeah. We really... It's about belief. We've, we've got a belief issue here in the U.S. Because the bottom line is, if we believe something, Michelle, if you and I believe something, it, it has action attached to it. And that action is in line with Jesus' teaching. And what we're seeing, even in our country, and we're seeing it for sure there, we're seeing a people in Ukraine who are united. They, they have been, for lack of a better term, they've been the Bible Belt for Europe for a long time. They have really been pushing. And if I might say thanks in no small part to EEM and the work that well, you've done over the last 60 years. So thank you. We've been their partner. They came to us over eight years ago with the request for Bibles for their public schools. And as we dug into that deeper, we found this extreme unity movement that was taking place. So you had Orthodox, you had Catholic, you had Protestant, you had Pentecostal. It didn't matter what you know, what brand of, of Christianity it was, they wanted to get the Bible into their schools to teach the Bible, to get their, their children back to a Christian biblical worldview. And so when we heard that, we thought, man, what's the downside of this? Yeah, we'll be your partners in this. So at the end of last year, yeah, we have, we have provided over three-fourths of the public schools in the nation of Ukraine with Bibles. And they teach, a, they teach an elective called Christian Ethics, it's again, it's an elective. It's not required. But ironically, 99% of the students take the class hmm. and they really made this an offering across the nation and opened it up across the nation because they found that where they were teaching it, the test scores were going up and the discipline problems were going down. Hmm. Imagine that. Imagine a, that. Yeah. Maybe um, the, the really powerful thing, though, is uh, we're not guaranteed just because we have this faith in God or we have Christian ethics that the world is going to be a good place. This is a fallen world. The wages of sin uh, is death. We, are, we see the effects of it every day in all of our yes. lives and sickness and death and war and rumors of war. I get it. But there is something powerful that uh, sees you through when you have a foundation that's based on truth, on God's truth. And I'm interested since you, you have been working with the people of the Ukraine for so long is that Christian ethic or those Bibles in the hand? Is that Bible belt and uh, faith that has been strong there? How's it working for them today, though, when all hell is breaking loose? Yeah, it's a great question. And that's really the foundation of it. Jesus tells us, you're going to have trouble. You're going to, in this world, you're going to have trouble. And that is if we not my are favorite pro- that is not my favorite promise in God's I word. I just it. want you I to know it. <laughs> it's one of those that we have to look at though and realize if I'm going to be an authentic disciple of Jesus and I'm going to stand up for what's right. This is not home. This is not our home, and we're going to have we're going to have trials. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting question as we watch the Ukrainian people. Here, here's the interesting thing: as the refugees are pouring into these countries, 
of course, we're involved in helping with humanitarian aid as well. It wasn't something that was typically in our portfolio of things to do, but we had so many of our trusted partners on the ground who were asking us to get involved and just said, we need you to, we need you to engage because there's so many. And so we did, we set up a restricted fund. And, and so now if people want to give to that, we, we're not taking any processing fees a dollar for dollar. So if somebody gives a thousand dollars is going out the door to uh, provide humanitarian aid to, wow. to people in Ukraine. But here's what's interesting. Sometimes even before they ask for the humanitarian aid, as they're getting to the borders, the number one request, sometimes before, but definitely after the humanitarian aid, is a Bible in their language. Now, interestingly enough, we're hearing the stories as to why. Some situations, it's because, and you've seen the pictures, or you've seen some of these pictures in the news and in social media where people have pulled the color out. You've got all these people crowded, getting on trains, and they're just packed into trains. And it looks like World War II, but it's not. It's present day. That's how they're traveling. So this trip that used to take not that long is taking 20 plus hours to get to the the Western border to get to Lviv and on into Poland. They're having a lot of time with people on these trains. And so they're all in disciples. They're talking about Jesus. So if they're sitting next to somebody who's not a believer, they're sharing the gospel with them. And they're pulling out their Bible and they're sharing the gospel of Jesus. In many instances, they're giving their Bible to the non-believer. So it's the believer who's getting to the border and saying, hey, I gave my Bible away. Could I get another one? Other situations are non-believers who are looking at believers and saying, okay, you're handling this very <laughs> differently than I am. Either God's I mean, real or you're crazy. Either way, yeah, you're a lot happier what you got. Living, yeah, we're both living the same hell <sighs> and you are not enjoying it, but there's a, might I say, a peace that passes all understanding. And so they're getting to the border and they're saying, can I get a Bible? I want to learn about Jesus. Why? St. Francis of Assisi says, preach the gospel daily when necessary. Use words. words. It's my I mean, favorite. It's yeah. It's the way it's how we live. It's what we do. It's how we interact with people that makes the difference that really says, do I believe? Cause you know, Michelle, if Jesus is who he says he is, then everything in our lives is different. Everything changes literally everything. Where do I spend my money? How do I spend my time? Am I living and I, I, I talked to somebody the other day and, and they made this reference and I thought, man, that, what a brilliant reference. And we work our entire lives so that when we get to 65, we've worked all that time so we can live to what? To our 80? So 65 to 80, that's what we're focused on? Why? Is that our entire life's work? Is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work and I'm going to put money away? And it's all about this kingdom. But look at these people. What do they have? If you'd ever been, I don't know if you've ever been to Ukraine, but... Ukrainians are not wealthy people. They're very poor, but they're happy. They're very happy and they're very content. So their focus, and as they've focused more on the Bible, their focus has been on the kingdom. And the things the that really kingdom, matter. The only and kingdom that's going to last. In that, so, when you live that kingdom, I know we live for, uh, as you mentioned, this is not our home. We have a home beyond that's so much more real in, in, in heavenly glory. But that heavenly glory invades our own presence. 
today. It, 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 it invades, it becomes part of what we live. And there is joy and there is peace and there is hope and uh, there is light and there's love. And our marriages are stronger, more yes. vibrant, romantic, yes. it's fulfilling. Our children have a satisfaction in their lives and a hope for tomorrow. It just is a worldview that not only checks out in every way without contradiction, it plays out in our lives. And that is a powerful story that's coming out of the Ukraine of all the things that we can see on the news to know that there is a hope that these people are sharing hope. And that is what you need when your world is falling apart. God, where are you? And there are people with answers. And that that part is really, truly exciting. I also wanted to talk about some of the aid that you're providing because you did switch gears to a degree. You're all about, you have in the midst of 800 plus war crimes that uh, are being documented. You had 80,000 Bibles ready, getting ready to go into the Ukraine. Things happened. And you said, okay, we're not only going to provide spiritual needs here, we're going to provide physical needs. That's living the gospel out, as you said, is my, our, my favorite quote, St. Francis of Assisi's, preach the gospel, if necessary, use words. So you were preaching the gospel in practical ways, meeting needs. Yeah, we just couldn't. We've been there so long. We have so many friends. We have so many people that we love and care about and so many partners on the ground in all of the bordering nations. So partners in Poland and Romania and Hungary and Slovakia and Moldova. And of course, we have people in Ukraine who we just absolutely adore and have been working with for so long. So our hearts were just broken by this. Now, we don't provide humanitarian. We don't provide it, but we're working with our trusted partners on the ground who do that. Because so you already have, in- if I might just say, you already have a system in place for connecting me with a ministry, exactly. a trusted ministry that I know exactly. gets the money where it needs to go. For those of you who are watching this, and if you are just listening to the podcast, you, there's a dozen different ways that you can be viewing this, but you can go to mymichellelive.com. In the background, you're going to see live feed from uh, live news on some of the things happening in the Ukraine. Some of the images may be disturbing. Take caution. And if you have kids, you may want to maybe steer them away and just allow them to watch. As we were talking with our guest, Dirk Smith of the ministry EEM, you already have a funnel for helping people like me give to, to spread God's word. And you are allowing that same funnel, which is already in place to just boom, without missing a beat, get humanitarian effort out to partners you already have there in the Ukraine. Can you get into that just a bit? Yeah. So people can go to our website, eem.org. And right at the top of the page, they're going to see a red banner that says Ukraine aid. And that's our restricted, we've set up a restricted account. And if they want to provide humanitarian aid and it's going to all the border countries, it's going to multiple places. And it is, like I said, it's a dollar for dollar. So if somebody gives a hundred dollars, it's going out the door to provide humanitarian aid. So that's a restricted fund that is separate. Now, as I said earlier, the number one request after humanitarian aid is Bibles for 
people. So we were, and we are in the midst of a campaign that we are running. It's a matching fund campaign. We have some very generous donors who have put up matching funds to provide 800,000 children's Bibles in 19 different languages. And many of these are now going to refugee children who are pouring into these surrounding countries. So that's on the left side as you look at the screen there, and I see it in the background, that you can click on and that'll take you to our Bibles for Kids campaign. So right now, typically a children's Bible would be $2.50. So $5 would provide two children's Bibles. But because of these generous donors, it's matched dollar for dollar. So in essence, if you give $5, you're providing four children's Bibles. And the children's Bibles are fantastic because obviously, mom, they're great readers. There's a hundred Bible stories in there, stories that these kids have never read. Mom and dad have never read them. So mom and dad start reading. And of course, there's an address in the front of the book. And we get just thousands and thousands of requests for Bibles after distribution like this. So two opportunities for people to get involved. Again, Ukraine aid is the red banner on the right, and it's going to all the surrounding areas. Just some amazing stories too, Michelle. I heard a story, one of our partners who we provided aid to sent a story. There was a a 70-year-old man who was in their little hostile area that they were taking care of people. And our partner got the message out and said, hey, we have shoes, we have clothing, we have food. If you have anybody, please let us know. And so they got a phone call from this gentleman, 70-year-old Ukrainian man. And he said, I just need a pair of shoes. And they said, we've got them. So just come on and told him where they where he was. And so they waited and it took a long time. And so they called the number back and someone else answered the phone and they said, well, we're looking for Mr. He called and said he needed shoes. And they said, oh, he's on his way to you. He doesn't have a phone. We let him use our phone, but he's on his way. How's he getting? He's walking. Oh, my. It's three miles. He shows up and he's in slippers. He is in slippers that they have provided him. He shows up. And of course, this is what people are giving to when they give to Ukraine aid. They got him a brand new pair of shoes. They gave him clothes. They gave him food, set him up. And a now, the, the neat thing, Michelle, is he says, tells him his story. My wife died a year ago. My son was killed in the war. It's just me. And one thing that I lost was my Bible. And I know I have hope. And I know that God is going to provide for me. But would you happen to have a Bible just so I could read and be reminded of his promises? That's what people are given to. And that story could be told over and over again. It's just heartbreaking. I mean, you see some of the images that are coming out, the atrocities that are happening, the children, everybody, nobody wants to lose a child. That's the worst Mm -hmm. thing that can happen to any human being is to lose their child. And when it happens this way, you you lose your child, you lose your wife, you lose your loved ones. And it for what reason? For what purpose? Why is this happening? So many questions of why and looking for hope and looking for something to stand down on. It is an opportunity for us as disciples of Jesus. I mean, that's the one command Jesus gave us, really. The big command was go make disciples. That's our job well, is to go tell people the gospel and bring as many people with you as you can. 
Okay. And so let me ask this you this as your, that's your passion. Let me ask you that hard question. People are asking why, and it is easy to say, really, you're talking Bibles and you're talking Jesus to me. And as you can see on the screen, the, the body's covered in plastic. Why? Are you preaching Jesus to me when, if God is almighty, why did he take my child, an innocent three-year-old killed in the bombings? Why did my husband have to leave and and, and fight in this battle? And I don't know if I'm ever going to see him again. How do I take care of my children? How can you preach a gospel when I see no sign of God? All I see is devastation. Welcome to a broken world. And that's it. The Bible tells us Satan has been given. He has the power over the but physical we, things of this We've gift-wrapped a dominion and handed it to him with a cake and candles and said, woo go for it. And then we asked, why did God let this happen? And that's it. The, the message for <laughs> us is, and the gospel is, it's a spiritual battle. It's not about here and now. Jesus hits the earth in when, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. If we go through that sermon, he takes a physical command and he takes it much deeper and takes it spiritual and takes it to the heart. You've heard this? Well, I'm telling you, it's this. It goes much deeper than that. That's the message. God's not doing this. God, God's heart is breaking along with yours. When evil happens, Satan is striving to get us and all mankind to say there is no God. Just like Job's wife said, hey, why don't you just curse God and die? Just get this over with. And that's the message that we preach is it's not about here and now. And yes, there is going to be pain in this earth. It's not caused by God. It is caused by Satan. God has given us free will because he wants us to come to him on our own. He wants us to passionately follow him and strive to love each other, to take care of these Ukrainians who are hurting, to take care of the Russians who are hurting, take care of anybody that he puts in our path that's hurting. My wife and I get this question a lot recently. So in June of 2020, June the 5th, actually of 2020, my wife was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm. So if anybody knows what that disease is like, it is the disease from hell. She becomes a prisoner in her body. Her, her body just continues to fail. And we've had so many people say, why? And I'm like, wrong question. Why not? This is a fallen world. It's not about here and now. It it's about this. If we believe what James says in the New Testament, this life is a vapor. It's a mist. We are here a very short time. So when people see these atrocities that are happening and the wrong that happens in this world, not just in Ukraine, it happens around us. People have cancer. People have disease. Mm -hmm. People are dying. This is not God. God is weeping over these things. And yet we and get this amazing story from the Ukraine of people who have hope and have a peace that, as you mentioned, surpasses understanding. I mean, it's mind boggling. Have you lost your mind? How can you have joy in the midst of this? Uh, and you even uh, quoted part of scripture that Jesus said, look, in this world, you will have my yeah, least you, favorite promise, don't right? Don't you think don't you think that if there were 12 guys who should have got a pass from the trouble of this world, shouldn't it have been the 12 <laughs> apostles? And as far as we know, all of them died martyrs' death, with the exception Horrific. of John, which we really don't know, but he was boiled alive. Now, I don't know who wants to sign up for that, how he survived that, but shouldn't those guys have gotten a pass? 
from the earthly trials. And yet they, they were willing to go through that because the truth that they saw in the risen Savior just makes everything else pale in comparison when you can see nothing but the joy of your salvation when you have a connection to jesus that is so real and so powerful that the loss of a loved one and the world falling down around your feet just cannot even compare that's the joy that dirk and i are talking about today and that's the hope that's the god story that i alluded to at the beginning of this program that's why these crazy people going through hell can have such joy. That's what it's really all about. The second part of that promise that I just, that my least favorite promise in the Bible, in this world you will have trouble, is this. Be of good courage, though. Don't sweat it. That's I right. have overcome the world, Jesus said. That's and if right. you want to be part of that overcoming spirit and make that difference in the lives of others, I encourage you to go to this website. In fact, go. you can go to My Michelle Live, and we will have a, a link. Uh, but you can go to eem.org as well and give. And make that difference. And if you need that difference in your life and suddenly the light's coming on for you and you're realizing, wow, this worldview, this Bible stuff, there may be something to it. You can contact us. We'll answer your questions. Feel free in the comment section to ask those questions. I don't care if you're angry. I don't care if what I'm saying is ticking you off. I don't care if you are hard set against God. Write it out. Ask those questions. God's not afraid of your questions, and I certainly shouldn't be. I want to hear from you. I'm encouraging you to, if you know the God story, like this. Share this. Make sure you like us on YouTube and some of the places where the gospel can get you canceled. Like us and grow what we're doing and others, ministries and other uh, shows that are telling the truth of the God story because it's making a difference. Dirk, I want a Dirk Smith has been our guest and Dirk, I want to thank you for sharing that God story with us today. The message of hope. You're not seeing it on the evening news. The, the message of hope we see war and devastation, but you have given us a, a little insight into the hope. And I just wanted to give you the last few seconds. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. You're exactly right. And that's turn off the news. Turn off the news and pick up your Bible. You're just going to get propaganda. And that's all the news is. It's not news. It's editorial. And it's not God's editorial. It's not editorial that's laced with God's. It's not going through the God filter at all. Mm. So pick up your Bible. Be reminded that this is not our home, but we have a job to do. And we what an opportunity to love people and encourage each other and spread the gospel of Jesus everywhere we go. And to be those, the light, the salt that Jesus has called us to be. And you can do that in your life. Help us to do that on My Michelle Live. Thank you very much, Dirk. And thank you for listening today. Thank you. More news and views at MyMichelleLive.com.